When I was an army chaplain, my soldiers asked me all kinds of questions about God, life, relationships, the Bible, and answered them as best I could. They also called me Padre. Welcome to the Dear Padre podcast, where today we are at the shore of the lake Gennesaret with Jesus, and he's inviting us into deeper water. When Jesus calls his disciples, he calls them to follow him, to simply watch him, to do what he's doing. And in that confrontation, we find out a lot about Jesus and a lot about the people that he calls. He asks Simon Peter to put into the deep water. Following Jesus is ultimately going into deep water, water where we're in over our head. And it's in that water that we find what we've always been looking for. And so Peter catches all these fish, a sign of something that's going to happen toward the end of his life. The many fish that are going into the nets seems like a big success, and it is. But nothing like the people that come to the waters of baptism The fish go from wet to dry, and the people that Peter fishes for go from dry to wet. And when when Peter is confronted with this miracle, he falls to his knees and says, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. What did that mean? What had Peter done? What hadn't he done? never says. We know Peter is impulsive, somewhat tending towards violence in the garden. But we're not really sure what he did. What we can be sure of is that every human conscious, when we're confronted with Jesus, we're confronted with the goodness of the world and the goodness of God and God's love for this good world. When we're confronted with that and invited into it, we are aware of how we fall short. We're aware of our limitations. Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. And you know what? He doesn't go away. He doesn't go away. He stays with him. And so he follows Jesus. And Jesus says to Simon in the deep waters of his first calling, do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching people. And how do we catch people? We are the successors of Simon Peter and Jesus. We, all of us in this church, are his successors. And we have the same mission he had. Now, evangelism, proselyting, proselytizing, whatever icky words are attached to this process have more to do with the people trying to win converts for themselves and not for Jesus. Jesus shares his life with the world. Ultimately, the sign of that life that he shares with the world is his cross. It is his empty tomb. It is the gospel that we read in 1 Corinthians today in the readings. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again that this is the essence of the good news for the world. 
And this week we had an opportunity to hear that message in a really profound way by a really profound speaker. Uh, Comedian Stephen Colbert shared with us in an interview with um, a wonderful pop star, Dua Lipa, Dua Lipa. Did I say that right? I've never actually heard her name said out loud. Um, about what it's like to share your faith. And he does it in a beautiful way. Stephen Colbert, graduate of Episcopal education and a devout Catholic, um, has this to say to us about his faith. I think something that your uh, viewers really connect with in your comedy and your hosting skills, yes. especially in the like past few years, is how open and honest and authentic you are about the role your faith plays in your life. And I was wondering, is there any, you know, does your faith and your comedy ever overlap? And does one ever win out? I think ultimately, us all being mortal, the faith will win out at the end (laughs) but I certainly hope when I get to heaven Jesus has a sense of humor but I will say this I will say this Uh, someone was asking me earlier about what I this is this relates to faith because my faith is involved with I'm I'm a Christian and a Catholic and that's always connected to the idea of um, love and sacrifice being somehow related and giving yourself to other people and that death is not defeat if you can see where I'm getting at there. Someone was asking me earlier, what movie did I really enjoy this year? And I said, well, I really like Belfast, which is Kenneth Branagh's story of his childhood. And one of the reasons I love it is that I'm Irish and uh, Irish-American, and it's such an Irish movie. um, And I think this is also a Catholic thing because it's, it's funny and it's sad, and it's funny about being sad. In the same way, that sadness is like a little bit of an emotional death, but not a defeat if you can find a way to laugh about it. Because that laughter keeps you from having fear of it. And fear is the thing that keeps you from turning to evil devices to save you from the sadness. As Robert Hayden said, we must not be frightened or cajoled into accepting evil as our deliverance from evil. We must keep struggling to maintain our humanity, though monsters of abstraction threaten and police us. So if there's some relationship between my faith and my comedy, it's that no matter what happens, you are never defeated. You must understand and see this in the light of eternity and find some way to love and laugh with each other. And so maybe for us today, we can find something to laugh about, given what we're up against. Knowing that ultimately the victory is with Jesus already for us. That love God has for us has already happened to us and will never, ever, ever stop. And that gives me hope in the midst of all that we're going through, all that you're going through all that we are going through together, and also what we go through alone. And that is how we catch people. Jesus says, do not be afraid. From now on, Peter, you will catch people. Fishers of men is the old way to say it. I will make you fishers of men. And the way we fish is by sharing our story. That's fishing. And I can remember a time after Iraq when I came home to devastation, a shattered marriage, a shattered 
relationship with reality, untreated PTSD. I couldn't stop drinking. That was the only thing that seemed to help. And it was in that time that I realized that God had betrayed me, that in spite of everything I had done right, all this had still happened to me. And I was so angry at God. I felt abandoned, betrayed. I despaired. I was suicidal in big ways and small ways. And during that time, I went to an Episcopal church. And there, when I held that chalice and sipped and ate the bread, it was in those moments that I felt that God still loved me and I still love God, that Jesus had never left me, even though every other area of my life indicated otherwise. And every other thing that I knew was true seemed to be false and nothing else was trustworthy, but I knew I could trust that. I knew I could trust him. And that's why I'm here today. That's why I'm a Christian today. And that's why I'm going to, in a few minutes, go and offer that Eucharist, that communion, to the people I love. Amen. Set us free, O God, from the bondage of our sins. And give us the liberty of that abundant life which you have made known to us in your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.